The Urban Broadcast Collective brings together the best podcasts on cities and urban life. Subscribe to us on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. Welcome to another instalment of This Must Be The Place. My name is David Nichols. Sadie Black is a cafe in the nominally working class but totally gentrifying suburb of Albion in Melbourne's west. If you don't know Albion, and I've lived here for over a year now and nobody seems to really know where it is, it's right next door to Sunshine. If you're not from Melbourne, perhaps even if you are from Melbourne, you think the idea of a place called Sunshine is hilarious. That, great. Um, Sunshine was named as such in 1907. Uh, it was uh, named entirely after a major industrial concern, the Sunshine Harvester Works, which was established here uh, not not much earlier. And you don't need all this history really, except to say that the industrial concern is not really here anymore, and what you have left is uh, a large few suburbs that were once built, I guess, effectively to, to house um, manufacturing workers. And uh, and now, of course, like every other part of Melbourne, um, the place is gentrifying through the roof. And I say that as one who is, I suppose, in a manner of speaking, a part of that gentrification process. Why is that particularly interesting? Because Sadie Black is a cafe that opened, uh, I think, about 14 months ago, about uh, four or five blocks from where I'm now sitting, and uh, in the uh, the Westgate, no one calls it that anymore because the name has been appropriated by a huge bridge that uh, everyone thinks of Westgate now, they think of that bridge, but uh, the Westgate shopping strip, which is, I think, about eight shops, built, uh, if, I'm, if I remember correctly, in the early 60s in Perth Avenue in Albion, perpendicular to Ballarat Road. Uh, what we've had there, and I would love to know more about that particular shopping strip, but um, it's mainly been a local, um, just local shops. There's a hairdresser, there's a laundromat, there's a kind of a, quite a large milk bar with a... Um, a bottle shop attached and uh, there's also uh, a Polish deli which kind of breaks the rules of that strip in the sense that it's uh, it's clearly not for just very local people it's um, you know uh, Albion traditionally has you know that there aren't too many Polish people in Melbourne or Polish derived people in Melbourne but um, a lot of them do live in this general area so um, there's there's that has more of a catchment than, for instance, the laundromat or the hairdresser, but um, but otherwise it is a, it's a fairly local, unassuming strip that was built as part of a, a 1960s uh, housing development. The only real record of the Westgate name is on top of the buildings. There's a huge iron W that's like kind of bolted on there and. Nobody really notices that anymore or, or wonders about it, but it's there. Okay, that's that's kind of extraneous information. What I really wanted to do was 
talked to the proprietors of Sadie Black about their decision to open the cafe, what it has um, meant for them to be running the cafe, and uh, you know what they've observed and so on over time. The proprietors are Chris and Megan Blackwell. They'll they'll tell you a bit about themselves uh, in these two interviews. They're both about ten minutes each. I spoke to Chris last year, I think in uh, August, about two or three weeks after the the cafe opened, and then I spoke to Megan a couple of weeks ago, so in uh, early in October. And um, in both cases, it was out the back at the end of one of their amazingly long days. I don't know how they do it. Out the back uh, in their courtyard area. Uh, they're light conversations, really. Um, but I think they give a really good flavour of the area and the kind of the business scenario uh, at, uh, at, at Sadie Black. And by the way, I don't think it's mentioned, but um, Sadie... Uh, is the name of their dog. So the the dog, who occasionally makes an appearance at the cafe, doesn't work there, but um, does well, works there in the sense that she sits out the front and maybe draws people in um, with her attractiveness. Is there anything else I need to say? I don't think so. Uh, better answer my Facebook messages. You, I don't know if you heard those uh, those going off there. Uh, and um, the first the first one up is uh, Chris Blackwell who I spoke to in, I think, August last year. Chris Blackwell, thank you very much for talking to me for This Must Be The Place. We've been trying to make this happen for, well, over a month. and. You know what, I was thinking, we're both busy people and we never seem to be able to make the time, but I've seen you in action and you're massively busy and I'm sort of, in inverted commas, busy. Yes, you know, I have appointments, but you like always, you know, on the go, as far as I can tell, like five days a week anyway, and then two days presumably of like uh, constant sleep, I don't know. Uh, yes, um, uh, yeah, finally we've got to been able to make a time, yeah. um, and I, I like to be pretty hands-on with our business, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, so it makes me pretty busy all the time. <laughs> That's amazing. So I guess one of the, like the main reason I want to talk to you is obviously I live nearby, and I'm, I've, I've been really, and I've only been, lived in Albion for three months, I'm really interested in the, uh, in the process, I guess the 2017 process of, like you set up a cafe. Uh, you you kind of you launch it in a in a you know mildly sleepy shopping strip you know in um in a a suburb that many people including the people who live here think is like on the rise you yeah, know definitely. and um, so there's there's a whole lot of interest and I've seen interest on social media in this uh, in the, the development of this place and I've seen the response that people have had to this place is not a question I'm just I'm just setting a, setting the scene no for you for you and for the but you know the scene and for the listeners um, and then you know so you you have there's quite a bit of time that you 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 have this place um, sort of you know it's, it's coming together uh, and I've been I'm really interested in the uh, the decision about you know what you thought was going to happen when you set this cafe up yeah uh, when you started Sadie Black, and what your um, what your expectations were, and how they've changed, 
uh, or how they've been challenged by uh, by the realities and uh, I guess also maybe in the context of your experience so maybe we should just start quickly with your your previous experience uh, where you've worked and what, what you've done in the cafe world. Yeah no definitely um, so I actually grew up in a little coastal town of Apollo Bay Okay. Uh, and started my uh, my working life uh, in a cafe down there in busy summer seasons when I was 16. Um, so, and I did that um, all through school uh, in the summer and then uh, while I was at uni it sort of funded my uni. Mm. I was studying nursing okay. which is a bit left field but and then finally went to my, um, my, I started doing my clinical trials and felt it wasn't for me and moved into hospitality full time and so I've worked in cafes uh, I've done a lot of corporate catering. Um, my wife, Megan, also uh, works in corporate catering. And so it has been um, for, so we've been working in the business for about 22 years. Um, and working for other people. Yeah. Uh, obviously setting up a cafe can be a big risk, uh, especially in the economic climate we're in. Um, it was a conscious decision to, we, we felt that uh, it was definitely needed in the area and um, because we, we could see a lot of people like us moving into the area, um, the demographic changing and we could see that by people walking their dogs at the park sure. um, and so yeah just identified that it was, um, it was needed for the community, um, it's needed, well I have a lot of friends that live out here, a lot of the friends that have little kids. Um, there's no real sort of meeting spots for mothers um, and also you know there's schools around here and so it it, it also has the, the suburb of Albion has um, a, a lot of other little factors that we knew would sort of help the business yeah. along initially. Yeah. yeah. Also a social media presence that's not too heavy but uh, mm. you know just informative and, and an amazing friend of ours is actually doing that for us and okay. helped us out along the way so. Yeah. Okay. I see. Um, yes, so that um, I noticed, like, so it's been really interesting for me watching uh, how it's come together over the last few weeks. And I guess, how, what is it? Is this your third week? Or the this is our, sorry, third week tomorrow. Third week yep. tomorrow. Okay, congratulations. Um, and you're still here? Yes, still here. <laughs> still turning up to work. No, it's, it's uh, been amazing. Yeah. An amazing response from the community. Yeah. yeah. A really, really positive. Um, we have an amazing staff. Mm. Uh, that we've only recruited through the window. Okay. Um, so they're all local, local, they're all five minutes walk away, mm. they're all excited about the project mm. from the get-go they were. Mm. So um, it's great to have a team that's behind you and delivering exactly what you, you're trying to deliver to the community absolutely. as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Like on the first day when, like, and as you know, I mean, not, not, but I didn't contrive this, but I was the first customer, you which was, I was, customer. Just, I was just like, I was doing my washing, if I remember correctly. So I was I was here early on that Friday morning. It was a Friday morning, wasn't it? It was yeah. a Friday morning, of course. Um, and, and it um, was ten to seven, and, yeah, it, was and it was a story that we told <laughs> for the rest of the day. We had, we had our first customer at ten to seven. Exactly, it was great. Um, so, um, and thank you for the support. Oh, of course. <laughs> um, the, but you know, I've been watching. You know, people are. There's been a lot of discussion on Facebook, like not not just on your own. Facebook, you know, page, but also in other uh, Albion pages, and some people are 
are critical, I would say in some ways, you know, harshly critical. And I was thinking about that and I was thinking, but it's it's partly, it seems to me, that it comes from a real sense of ownership, like, you know, or stake, stakeholder yeah, nurse buy-in. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. People really feel like they, they want it to work, you yeah, know, they definitely. want it to succeed, which I think is, it's a fascinating, it's fascinating to watch that in, in process. What would you, how would you describe, okay, you mentioned the demographic and the changing demographic. What do you see it as, um, you know, could you describe, let's say we have listeners around the world, so could you, could you describe that at all? You know, uh, yeah, look, and, and, and I say it's a changing demographic. That being said, that a lot of the people I've been having chats to um, have been Albion locals for 32 years yeah, yeah, yeah. or have mm. lived in Sunshine North for 32 mm. years. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and they're some of our best customers. They've yeah. wanted this for a long time. It's a place for friends to come and meet. Mm. Um, look, it, it is changing in the fact that I believe that it was a very, very uh, undervalued, uh, the housing market in Albion, mm. yeah. um, because it's potentially it's the West. Um, but you know, we're 24 minutes from the city. People exactly. have started to identify that. It's a beautiful suburb with a beautiful river and lovely parks, great schools, great kinder. Um, and so young families and people that are bringing up their, um, a young family, it's a great place for them to move. Yeah, exactly. My sister, uh, one of my sisters lives in Ardea and she um, she comes here every couple of days apparently. She's got a, yeah, right. a baby of like six weeks old or something. What's so, her name? What's her, her name's Nicola. Nicola, right. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure I've seen her. Yeah, no, I'm sure of, you have. There's well, a lot of names you know. and faces yes, that I yeah. need to uh, that I need to get to know. Yeah. Um, so there's yeah. I mean, I've I've I see this uh, firsthand. It's it's really interesting to me as well that this is. Uh, I don't know if you do you know. Has anyone talked to you much about the history of this actual of the, strip of shops? The precinct. Um, look, I've, I just know about our shop. Right. Uh, but the, the, I think the set of shops was around the 50s. Yeah, I think it's late uh, 50s. Yeah. yeah, so the original sign, so uh, we actually had a local artist, Robert Jackson, who, who mm. did all our signage and yeah. a lot of our painting. Um, and he actually stripped back our front sign oh. and he stripped back the layers of the old shop. And the original, the, uh, the actual original one, was, he said was 50s font. Okay. Which was pretty yeah. amazing. It was a delicatessen, which oh, really? and that sort of stuff yeah. uh, absolutely uh, it amazes me. I, I'm a sucker for it. Cause I love that, that mm. historical feel. From what I understand, this was I, I, someone showed me an adver- a newspaper advertisement for this strip when it was called Westgate. It was called it, it, the, the W that's up there on the yeah roof right. of the shop a few doors down. Is I was a, wondering what that was. It was called Westgate, like long before the Westgate Bridge. Right. You know. Um, and the the advertising was, you know, fourteen car spaces. So yep. it was it was advertised as a place you drive to. Um, and destination it was, dining, the well, original. Well, I wonder. <laughs> I don't know, but I I do wonder what the what the shops have been over time. But I'm I'm guessing that they've been. You know, and there was a pizza place there until not that long ago, but yep. that's before my time. Uh, and there's an excellent Polish deli a few doors up, which yep. is just Mico, a, a beautiful, a wonderful, great. You know, one of those sort of local. I mean, there's a you know, there's a small Polish community in Melbourne, uh, generally speaking, but they, there is a bit of a, a concentration of them around here. And, and their customers you know, travel from far you know, and wide. I've so seen them Dan- Dandenong, yeah. as far yeah. as Dandenong yeah. where I'm yeah. from, and Mick Cohen and Susanna are amazing, um, amazing and pioneers, I would say, uh, yeah. in the food sort of business out here. Yeah, so. yeah. So it's so it's a nice little, it's a nice place on that front. Whereas you do see some shopping strips that are just like totally dead. Uh, you know, suburban shopping strips of this kind of size, yeah. where there's there's nothing. You know, presumably people are living in those shop fronts. I don't really know. Yeah. But 
you know, maybe they're maybe they're empty. Yeah. And I find that too. I mean, like you, your big shopping centres have taken away from those smaller sort of retail spaces, yeah. and a lot have been turned into residential. Yeah. So yeah. Co- commercial spaces that are being turned into residential because that's yeah. where the money is. Yeah. So just to like to get back to your your situation with like setting up here, did you? Um, did you do? Was it a gut thing? Like, did you just sort of think this is perfect, or did you did you do research? Uh, so we had a business plan, obviously, because yeah. you're not going to go into something like this blind. Yeah. Um, and um, look, it was more. You've you've got to take a bit of a risk, uh, and therefore you have to go with your gut. Like, there's only so much calculation you can do with these things. We could have been dead yeah. week one. Yeah. And sitting there, you know, <laughs> and like what a horrible sinking feeling. And that, and the Thursday night yeah. before we opened, I have pangs of like self doubt, and yeah, yeah. I'd worked so hard just personally myself on the build, and yeah. has it all is it all worthwhile? Yeah. Um, and then to see people coming through the door and saying thank you is just the most amazing thing. Yeah. Um, it's just a beautiful feeling yeah. um, to have taken a risk and you know, yeah, gone with it. Yeah. What do you think? Do you, do you have any sense of uh, change over the last few weeks, or do you, what do you anticipate happening? Um, it's warming up. Like it is warming up. People are going to be coming out more than than they have been. And so, like more so, I've been watching the weather map. Yeah. Because that sort of dictates our days. Yeah. Uh, yeah. On a sunny day, when you've got twenty four seats at the back here, yeah, uh, that can make a big difference to what's happening in yeah. your kitchen, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and your service levels, and what staff you have on. And mm. so it's a, look, the margins in hospitality are very sort of fine. You've got to be on the pulse all the time about what your business is doing, what the weather's doing, what how busy you're going to be uh, with stock levels, staff levels, everything. Um, but yeah, I, I anticipate spring to be uh, a lot better and a lot more people sort of come out. Mm-hmm. Like winter's a time for, you know, nestling, um, nesting and, yeah. you know, staying indoors. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, spring racing carnival, all Melbourne starts to come alive. Yeah. Uh, people are out a lot more. Also local football finishes. Right. So people have their Saturdays back. Yeah, so lots of things like that you yeah you have to take into account. It's the end of your busy, you know, it's right at the end of your week, isn't it? it Sunday is. afternoon. It is. I bet you're completely exhausted. A little bit buggered, but yes, it's yeah. all good. Um, and then you get a couple of days off, which must be heavenly, um, because I've seen, you know, as you know, I'm a frequent customer here. You are, yes. I've seen the amount of work that you guys do. You're on all the time. It, I, I don't know how you manage it. Uh, I think it's just passion. Obviously, this project was something that Chris and I have wanted for a long time, and the hospitality industry is what we've both done. So this yeah. was our dream, and yeah, yeah. things yeah. don't happen without hard work. So it's just... Sure. Yeah, a focus of ours to be forever on and, you know, focused on customers and it's maintaining a, everything. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've noticed, and there's a few times when I've been here, I've noticed, for instance, um, of course, as you both knew when you started up this place, there's a lot of young kids in the area mm-hmm. and it's, it has become a place where people with young children will come here. Yes. Controlling those young kids. I've seen things. <laughs> <laughs> 
yes, they can be quite busy, that's why there's no tops in the plants out in the courtyard at the moment, and anything in child's height has kind of been ripped or damaged off, but, you know, that was bound to happen. So you have to keep an eye do. on that kind of thing going on all the time, yes. and you have to always like keep an eye on what's happening around the place, it's yes. quite, that's quite something. I mean, I was also here one time when um, a lady um, seemed to have, like faint or something, I feel like, you know, it's a... It, it's it's I've come to appreciate how many different um, uh, roles you have to play yes. just maintaining this place and keeping things running. Yes, it's always you have to always be on that for sure. There's always something going on, whether it's a child running around or you know a coffee bean spilt. Or yeah, we have had one or two medical um, sort of money issues, or we've had to get paramedics in. So well, luckily the paramedics know where well, you are yes. because they're here all they're the time. They're here all the time, they're so they're, that is one so benefit. So the the ambulance, their people. The ambulance drivers and staff mm -hmm. who are just on standby in the area. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so normally, yeah, just, they're just from down at the Sunshine Branch and they just yeah, are on call and come in here for coffee. Sometimes they actually don't even get their coffee before their buzzers off and they've got to run, but that's yeah. all fine. They come back when they're, <laughs> when they're free and sometimes off duty as well. They'll just come in for mm. breakfast after their long shift, depending how their night's been or their day's been. But yeah, they're all very regular customers. Nothing appreciative to have something so casual and you know something that they can enjoy so close to their offices for the tough job that they do. Exactly. And police as well. You have police. Oh, yeah, well, most of the emergency services uh, except fireys but my <laughs> friends are fiery and they have a pretty well kitted out um, station I guess with oh, coffee machines and gyms and beds and uh, everything like that so, so they're not in as, as in need of coffee and a place to relax and unwind or just chill for a bit as police and, and ambulance. So I, I was talking to Chris last year it was a year and a month ago yes and um, you know right at the beginning of of this um, you know the creation of this establishment uh, and you know we already we we're already talking about it as a kind of a how interesting it was how mm -hmm. how you had brought change to this little shopping strip um, how long had you how long have you lived in in the area uh, we've lived in Albion just over five years now okay so you did you have kind of over that time did you have your eye on this We've had our eye on it, yes, for quite a while, but the shop had been a few different businesses and we'd thought about it and then another business had jumped um, in there before us So then we were thinking about doing a container cafe on the vacant block next door, but that was a bit challenging um, building-wise and things like that. So um, then the shop came up again and literally that day we just... no thought just this yep. is it, it's a sign mm. take it mm. <laughs> it's meant to be it's meant to be because there was a pizza place it's before my time but <clears> not that long ago there was a pizza place at one of these shops too uh, yeah. yeah that would have only been in the last 12 months that it's oh, closed it's, it's less than, it's more than that oh really I've, I've been here for like 15 months and oh. it was never there but but as when i moved in somebody who knew the area well said oh that pizza place is okay and i was like yeah, yeah but it's just uh, it's, it's gone anyway yeah, it may have only just been yeah i think yeah. they maybe just closed maybe when we've opened right um, and now there's a vietnamese yeah or the vegan ba bakery in there so yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good and even that's added to the little strip of shops as well it's just a different cuisine and another option and just outside seating like it's nice to see the little, everyone sitting outside there and I feel like um, in to a certain degree uh, council has I don't know what this is presumably coincidental but there's yes. you've you've had your parking area has been fixed up and all yes. that kind of stuff's been uh, I think that nice. just was coincidental mm. um, Untimely, obviously, but that happening, the mm. road being closed oh, yeah. for nearly three months in our first um, 12 months of business. Um, but that had its challenges, but yeah, 
customers you up, uh, hard to say first year of trading like it's all mm. still you know not sort of on spreadsheets and pies and graphs yet only been 12 months but um customers stayed loyal and you know we're still here so <laughs> there's um i'm not i'm not holding you to anything it's not a leg- legally binding thing but do you guys imagine that you'll still be here in five years do you think is that, um, your... that is the plan um yeah. like it was a five-year plan oh, really? the cafe was a five-year plan um to obviously just start it and you know keep it going and expand it and add the liquor license add dinners we're now doing events and things like that as well so you are you are um, going late at your late at night yes um yeah so just forever expanding being booked out for events so it's just kind of a continual growth um and then yeah when you do a business plan for something like this and i assume you have to go and get Mm -hmm. uh you you have to talk to your bank manager or whatever Mm -hmm. do you do you do you make kind of assessments based on how the suburb is growing or what kind of demographics are here or um i think be living in albion for five years we've seen the demographic change ourselves obviously just walking the dog every day there's you know design approaches around and things like that now house prices are quite um more expensive so that's just something that we've gauged ourselves having a bit of a background in business Mm. both chris and myself Mm. Mm. um so we just kind of yeah had that knowledge and that was a skill that we'd already gained so so what i should have asked you this first but what's your what's your my background and um, so I've worked in hospitality forever I was a catering manager before here so food and beverage just managing in-house catering events mm. um, bars and things like that but running that basically running that business for a big company um, so yeah doing all the accounts book work um, and things like that and yeah I've also run books run a, ca- a catering company in Ireland a bit of work overseas and wow. stuff as well mm-hmm. um yeah worked a lot of big events obviously in Australia Grand Prix and tennises and all that kind of stuff and similar events um in London and Ireland where we lived as well so yeah hospitality um, my younger days pubs and restaurants and things like that but and I got into a bit of a well seven to three Monday to Friday thing with business catering um yeah working in the city obviously just looking after corporate businesses so that was yeah that was both of our lives for the last I think 10 years since we got back from overseas so that was quite a broad spectrum of dealing with yeah it's different sort of clientele and events and challenges with food and creativity and trends on demands and everything like that with food now trends interest me so do you have to um like do you guys feel like you have to <clears throat> do research do you have to go to other cafes do you listen out for what people are doing in other places do you... um, not necessarily chris and i are both pretty i don't like to use the term foodies because it's a bit crazy but um yeah we're both very passionate about food and like to be creative with like my creativity is with food and business I can't draw or paint to save myself so that's both of our creativity so we just kind of I guess like to sell and do and look after our customers the way we would like to be um, looked after and we serve what we like to eat and that seems to be working pretty well so far. And with that kind of another angle on the the trend thing like do you I'm assuming that you would feel that the the, the strip here is fairly um, you know, you don't have, in a manner of speaking, you don't have direct competition. No, in this, it's in pretty this diverse in yes, all the businesses, yes, yeah. yeah. But I think we uh, complement each other. I remember, each and I've, other I've never... Sorry, you, you complement each other. Yes, I think yeah, so. Sorry to talk over you. Um, the, I remember, like, probably about a month or two after you opened, and I've never investigated it, but I heard of another cafe that was opening up in, I guess, South... No, West, Sunshine West or something. Okay. And I thought, you know, so it does what... I wonder whether you think 
competition. There's going to be competition. Uh, well, there's going to be competition someday mm. at the moment directly. I don't think there is any competition. We've got a lot of, um, well, we've earned a lot of our loyal customers mm. over the last 14 months. Mm. Um, but competition's healthy. It's bound to happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we there's heaps of like old milk bars and stuff around Albion. That There's a great like one in Albion that's yeah. probably going to be some kind of. Uh, it'd yeah. be crazy. We've actually looked at it ourselves. We right. looked at that before we were looking at this, yeah. um, but it wasn't available at that point in time. But I know for a fact it's coming available soon, so that right. will be yeah. another you know food business and. Albion is can do with it as well. Like there's enough people around and that will utilise small business in the area. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know that I have anything else. Um, special to to ask you but maybe you have is there anything else you'd like to tell the world uh, no I just <laughs> I mean I you guess. can you can talk to the world every day the world comes yes, here, the world all the time, comes here but, every know. day um, no I just think this obviously was our passion and you know our goal to do this for quite a few years and we finally achieved it and we love what we do so I feel like if you love what you do and it makes you happy then you will succeed and that shows in I think our customers and, and you know what we do and what we believe in here You've been listening to Megan Blackwell, uh, recorded in uh, uh, mid-October 2018 and before her, Chris Blackwell, recorded in, uh, I think, August 2017. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode of This Must Be The Place. We'll be back very soon. I, You will not believe how many uh, attempts that I've made to record this outro. It's just getting ridiculous doesn't help that someone seems to be having a drag race in the street outside. Uh, Just going to stop it here. See you later. Bye.